Welcome to the Messages Podcast with Every Nation NYC. We are here for you to know God, grow together, discover purpose, and make a difference in New York City and beyond. Please check out our Facebook and Instagram at Every Nation NYC and enjoy the message. Every Nation, what an honor, what an honor for me to be in front of you and share the Word of God. And we are absolutely in the season of miracles. We call it the month of miracles. And for the last two weeks, we've been seeing God move mightily in our midst, in the house, in the church, in the lives of people, transforming lives of people, impacting community. We are indeed in the month of miracles. Before we get into the message, let me just tell you, you're looking at a miracle right now. You're looking at the fact that I'm standing right here. I remember meeting Pastor Ron in 2014 outside a conference. We were just hanging out. They just connected. There was a God connection. And then later he invited me to speak at an event of conferences being running for the last 25 years. It's called Campus Harvest. He asked me to go and speak. And that was the last year. That was He was handing the baton. He was handing the leadership of that conference to somebody, you know, to, to every nation campus. And he asked me to come and speak there. I remember, if you see the picture right up, that's me wearing the red pants. That was when red pants was in, you know, a, a plate that we used to have as a ministry. We gave it a plate that said, live out loud, gave it out to Bishop. And I want to thank God for this man of God in my life. You know, the scripture says, you have a thousand instructors, but you have few fathers. I want to thank God for this father in my life, this journey that God has put me into to serve alongside him right here in New York City. Who thought in my wildest imagination that I would be in New York City, living here, serving the people out here and serving the nation. So this is indeed a miracle. You're looking at a miracle. I want to thank God for the bishop. I want to thank God for him in, in my life and for the life of the church. If he wouldn't have, you know, got out of that couch and responded to that call, you and I wouldn't be here and sitting in this church. So God bless you, uh, Ron, Pastor Ron and Lynette. Uh, and, and I want to just tell you something, you know, uh, when I look at, I remember sitting in that church in our, our school right there where we meet in church. I remember meeting there two years exactly to this day. I was sitting in the back end. You know, the backseat, the first Sunday that I got in here. And I'm looking at all the money that I have in my hand. I'm like looking at all the things I need to get done. I need to have a house. I need to get my kids in school. I need to roll out a whole bunch of things, get my apartment ready. And I'm looking at these things. God, how in the world are you going to do it? Let me tell you something. And I, you know, I just believe God. And I just said, God, would you help me? And I'm telling you, miracles started rolling out from that day onwards. Every day following that Sunday. I saw miracles happening, a house opening up, you know, a house without, a, uh, without brokerage. Uh, you know, we got, we got through all the financial, uh, uh, you know, the obstacles that we have in, in, to get an apartment in Manhattan. And I'm telling you, furniture just started coming in, people, relationships just coming, started coming in, all in a very short period of time. And I'm telling you, you're looking at a miracle. Maybe you're that person. You're staring at your bank balance right now. You have so much need right in front of you. Looking at it and saying, oh my goodness, how am I going to make it? How am I going to make it through this year? Christmas is coming. Thanksgiving is coming. How am I going to make it? Let me tell you something. We serve a God that is a God of the impossible. He's a God of miracles. The scripture says he is Jehovah Jireh. What is the meaning of Jehovah Jireh? The scripture says he will provide for us according to his riches in glory. He is a provider. The same God that provided for me is going to provide for you. Amen, amen, amen. Come on, let's go. Now, let's go and see what is a miracle. What is a miracle? I love the fact that a miracle is simply an intervention of God in the affairs of men. 
It's an intervention of God in the affairs of men. A man of God said, you don't wait for miracles to happen. You provoke them into existence. That's right. You don't wait for miracles to happen. You provoke them into existence. Here is a provoking moment right here in John chapter 6. You know the story. You've learned this in Sunday school. This is about, you know, Jesus uh, ministering to thousands of people. Uh, and at the end of the day, when things were, you know, about a land, it was getting uh, dark. And Jesus looked at these people. They were hungry. They were listening to the word of God. They were getting touched. They were getting healed and delivered. But Jesus looked at them and said, wow, these people need some food. Need some food. And I'm telling you, every time you look at the life of Jesus, he was always moved with compassion. He looked at people who were hungry. He looked at people who were sick. He looked at people who were demon-possessed. And he was moved with compassion. And that compassion, you know, got the supernatural virtue flowing out of him and touching the lives of people. I'm telling you, Jesus is not a God that doesn't sympathize with what's going on in your life. I don't know what's going on in your life today. You know, you are going through some crisis. But let me tell you, Jesus knows your name. He knows where you live. He knows what's going on in your mind. He knows your name. He knows your pain. And he is going to step in. And he's sympathizing with you. In fact, the shortest verse in the Bible. Jesus wept. Before he resurrected Lazarus out of the grave, he looked at that situation, looked at the family. He wept. And I'm telling you, Jesus, his heart is breaking for what you're going through today. But I'm telling you, it's not just about him being Moved with compassion, he's going to step in and do a miracle. So here we are. Looked at, you know, verse number five. It says, Jesus looked at the massive crowd scrambling up the hill. I'm reading from the Passion Translation because they wanted to be near him. And Jesus already knew that he, what he was about to. Verse number six, he's, he says, where will we buy enough food to feed all these people? He's looking at Philip and saying this. But verse number six says, Jesus already knew what he was about to do, but he said this to stretch Philip's faith. I'm telling you, Christians are so used to living a life of complacency. We like to be on cruise mode. We just like to sit back on a lazy chair and we want a lazy chair life, Christian life. You know, just chilling out, having a coffee, hipster moments, walking into church with coffee in our hand. And we just want to cruise. But let me tell you something. Christian life is not cruise mode. Christian life is sometimes shaky. God wants to stretch our faith. He wants to do more through our life. And here, here is a moment right here where Jesus is actually stretching Philip's faith. You know, the scripture, this version says, it was said, he said this to stretch Philip's faith. And I'm telling you, I'm looking at people right now. God is stretching your faith. God is stretching your faith. You just want to be, you know, I, I preach this all the time. This is one of my favorite quotes. You know, comfort zone is dead zone, okay? Comfort zone is dead zone. Nothing ever grows in comfort zone. So Philip was like, all right, I want to be in a comfort zone. But Jesus said, I want to stretch your faith. Let me tell you something. I love faith. I love faith. Faith is the language of heaven. Faith is the language of heaven. Every time the scripture says without faith, it is impossible to please God. Either you're living by faith or you're living based on the understanding and based on fear. God wants to stretch our faith because faith is the language of heaven. He wants to stretch us. The numbers are going to keep growing. The needs are going to keep growing. He wants to stretch our faith to believe God for the impossible. In fact, I want to tell you something. God wants to show off through you. The only thing that God wants to show off through is you. He wants to show off his power. 
He wants to show off his glory. He wants to show off what God can do through a man. In fact, the scripture says, his eyes are looking to and fro throughout the whole earth, looking for somebody through whom he can prove himself faithful. So if you feel like you've been stretched, I'm telling you, God is in the boat. He's stretching your faith so that you can believe God for bigger things. You can believe God for greater things. You can be, your faith can be stretched to know God and to make him known. So the first point that I want to say is, look at this. Here is a crisis, 5,000 people. You know, as we do a little bit of the math, we know that, you know, an average, average Jewish home at about four to five people. And this was just a man, 5,000 men. We look at an average of about 25,000 people. And Jesus is asking Philip to feed them. And lo and behold, Andrew just walks up. I love the word Andrew. My last name is Andrew, right? Verse number eight says, Justin Andrew, Peter's brother, spoke up and said, Look, here's a young person with five barley loaves and two small fish. Now I'm thinking, I'm Indian, man. I'm thinking if this was an Indian boy rubbing some three pieces of garlic naan. Whew, I'm getting hungry right now. Three pieces of garlic naan and two pieces of butter chicken. In fact, you know, you know, I've been so proud about my food these days. I've been hanging out with people and every time I talk about curry, everybody gets excited. And I'm telling you, I got the curry flavor. I got the curry and I just told somebody, when you're from New York, you got the hurry anointing. When you're from India, you got the curry anointing. But all you need is a spirit of God. I call it the Shaba anointing. And I got that right, right here speaking to you. So here is this boy having five loaves of bread and two fishes and you got 25,000 people. Now, let me tell you something. My number one point as we talk about my title today is the miracle in your hand. The miracle in your hand. And, and, and number one, crisis or need is the birthplace of miracles. I repeat it. Crisis or need is the birthplace of miracles. Every time you have a need in front of you, get excited because God is about to show up. You know, every time there's a crisis in your life, don't worry. God's about to show up in a miraculous, miraculous way. God is about to do some miracles. You know, I love the fact when man stops, God starts. Amen. Where natural, when the natural ends, the supernatural begins. And I'm telling you, a miracle is a supernatural in intervention in your life. And I, I'm looking at this crisis here. 25,000 people to feed right now with all the math that we're doing. And you got five loaves and two fishes. How in the world is it going to meet? And I'd like to look at this thing that's going on here called you know, I like to turn it back into the seed format. Everything that you see in this world came out of a seed. Came out of a seed. And I'm looking at this boy, and this boy is saying, I got five loaves and two fishes, uh, and, and, and this is all we have right now. And this is this need in front of you. Let me tell you, the need is always going to be greater than the seed. The need is always going to be greater than the seed. So, uh, so he is holding his hand, I'm telling you, a crisis in your life is right now the birthplace of the miraculous. So he's looking at this in his hand. My second point is, miracles always begin when you recognize what you have in your hand. Miracles always begin when you recognize what you have in your hand. You know, many times you and I are complaining about what you do not have. You're talking about what the other person has. I wish I could sing like him. I wish I could speak like him. I wish I could dress like him. I wish I could look like him or her. And I'm telling you something. This is what's happening. Everybody is going out. I mean, I've been speaking to thousands of kids around the world. And this is exactly what young people are going through. They're looking at other people. I wish I could be like them. I'm telling you, stop trying to be like somebody else. You know why? Because everybody else taken 
You are the only one. You're the unique creation of God. So be you. So I'm telling you, the Lord is asking, what do you have in your hand? He looks at this boy and he says, God, the five loaves and fishes, gives it into your hands. And guess what happens? God begins to do, it's about to do a miracle. You know the story. Miracle. So the question I'm asking you is, what do you have in your hand right now? Time, talent, treasure. I remember in 2001 when I was getting out into full-time ministry, when God was calling me into full-time ministry, I'm like, what are you going to do, Lord? What do I have? I don't think I have too much in my hand, you know? What am I going to do? And the Lord, I heard the Lord spoke to me, speak to me. I heard the Lord speak to me very clearly. He said, what do you have in your hand? You have a story to share and you have the song to sing. You have a song to sing and you have a story to share. I'm like, yes, Lord, I got this. And guess what happened? From that day onwards, I just started to sing my song and share my life transformation story. I started to share it in small gatherings, share it with young people. It became concerts. It became, God began to open up radio stations for us. And we began to broadcast my show on radio. You know, we started broadcasting on the largest radio station, on national radio, you know, in India. And then God began to open up stadiums for us. God began to open high schools for us. And lo and behold, I'm telling you, when I took what God gave me in my hand, and I recognize what I have in my hand. I have a song to sing and I have a story to share. I took it. Let me tell you something. It went around to 184 cities. It's touched, still touching people. Two and a half million young people around the world with all starting off with me just looking and saying, what do I have in my hand? And God is asking you, what do you have in your hand? It's time to recognize what you have in your hand. It could be time for young people in this room you don't have the money, but you have the time. You have time to volunteer. It's time for you to find out that this is what I have in my hand. I got the gift of encouragement. I've got the gift of smile. I've got a gift of uh, praying for people. I have a gift. You know, you got to find out what you have in your hand. What is a talent? What you call the time, talent, and treasure. God has blessed all of you with something so unique. And what you got to do right now is to recognize what you have in your hand. I remember... Being in New York City a few months, you know, a few, uh, two months in and the pandemic just broke out. And I'm just looking at my family and I'm like, oh my goodness, what's going to happen? We got locked up in a New York apartment and New York was a nerve center of all that was going on around the world with COVID-19. Over 600, 700 people dying every single day. People are calling up to find out what's going on. And I'm looking at my bank balance, bank, bank balance coming down. No opportunity sitting in a room. We found that we are pregnant. You know, I'm, uh, you know, and I'm telling you, 2020 is a year that I cried the most ever in my life. Cried in desperation because God, I am in a new city. I'm in a new country. I have a new currency. I moved into a city almost five to six times more expensive than the, the former city that I lived in. I'm going to, what am I going to do? And I sat on that ferry, just to get on that ferry and pray over the city and said, Jeremiah 29, God, I speak a blessing over the city. And while I was beginning to do that, the Lord just asked me, what do you have in your hand? And he gave me this idea, a vision to do a song, to get churches together. And I'm like, you know, I, I feel like Moses at that moment. I felt like, you know, maybe I'm not the right guy for the job. Maybe someone else is there. I waited for two weeks for someone else, more smarter, more, you know, more, uh, more capable, more talented, more influential in New York City. Hey, we're talking about New York City right here. But nobody showed up. And the Lord showed in two weeks time. He said, you're the man. And I took what I had in my hand, you know, and I, you know, I remember talking to the producer about putting the song together and the producer said, you know, you got to give all that money up front because, you know, he didn't know me. 
Now I'm looking at my bank balance and I'm thinking, God, this is all the money. This is all the money that we have. And I talked with my wife and he said, we're going to give everything that God has put in our hand, our talent, our time, and our treasure into God's hand. And guess what happened? I began to find out what we have and we pull all the money that we have in, have in our bank account, transfer it to the producers, you know, to, to, the, to, the, to the production people. And guess what happened? Rest what happened is history. This song, you know, got so much attention around the world globally. We were able to bring in 100 churches, 125 voices, you know, over a half a million views, people, influences, news magazines talking about it. All that happened when I found out what I have in my hand. I put my time, my treasure, and my talent, and I put it in the hands of Jesus. That comes to my number one point. I said, you know, miracles happen or miracles happen when there is a need or a crisis in your life. Number two, miracles always begins when you recognize what you have in your hand. Number three, you got to give it into the hands of the master and allow him to bless it. Like me, you know, I just said, God, this is all the money that I have. This is all the talent that I have. This is the time that I have. I'm going to give it into your hands. And allow the Lord to bless it. You know, there's a beautiful scripture right here. Verse number 10 says, have everyone sit down. You're talking about seating close to, you know, 25,000 people in groups of 50. And before God does the miracle, let me tell you something there. There's sometimes a rearranging and a rescheduling of our time. Some miracles in your life takes time. I have miracles that have happened like this. But I have miracles that have happened that has taken time. You know why? Because God is working on me. You need to be structured and organized to be prepared for the miracle. And finally, Jesus, take this, Jesus takes his bread and fish in his hands. He blesses it and he breaks it. Oh my goodness. Let me tell you something. The need is always going to be greater than the seed. But let me tell you, the harvest is always going to be greater than the seed. And, you know, Jesus takes his bread and his fish and he breaks it. I'm telling you, there are people in this room looking at me, watching me, listening to me, saying, you know, I feel like my life has been break, broken. God has been breaking my life, my pride, you know, my dependencies, my friendship and things that I've been holding on to. God has been breaking it, everything down. You know, James chapter 1 talks about the fact that consider it pure joy when you go through trials and testings of all kinds. Because out of it will come perseverance and perseverance will lead you to maturity. Let me tell you, some miracles are about to happen in your life, but you do not have the character and the maturity to handle that miracle. The miracle is going to be huge. The breakthrough is huge. The door is huge. It's big. It's wide. But you don't have. I'm telling you, I look at some of the greatest breakthroughs that have happened in my life. And I'm, I'm looking at it and say, if this would have happened a few years before, I would have blown up. Things would have messed up. I would have lost my faith probably. I would have walked away from my faith. I would have been full of my, myself and pride. And God knew that he had, to, he had to work on me. So I'm looking at people that God has been breaking you. And it's not been easy. He's been breaking you. He's been loving you to go through that trial, to that suffering, so that he can work on your life and your character, so that you're ready now for that breakthrough and that miracle. And guess what happened? Jesus took that bread in his hands and his fish in his hands. He blessed it and he gave it back to his disciples. I mean, you and I would be thinking that the multiplication actually happened in the hands of Jesus. And you watch this text right now. You know, it says, 
It says in verse number 11, I'm reading out of the Passion Translation. Jesus then took the barley loaves and the fish and gave thanks to God. And he then gave it to the disciples and distribute to the people. Miraculously, the food multiplied with everyone eating as much as they wanted. I'm telling you, as I said, the harvest is always going to be greater than the seed. And I'm telling you, the breakthrough is going to be huge. But it's only going to happen when you ask the Lord to bless it. And he gives it back to us and it multiplies in our hands. The money is multiplying in our hands. The opportunities are multiplying in our hands. The doors are happening right, opening up right in front of us. And I'm telling you, God is about to do that miracle in your life just like he did for me. And you look at seeing towards the end, it says, verse number 13, the disciples filled up 12 baskets of fragments, a basket of leftovers for each disciple. I'm telling you, the miracle that God is about to do in your life is not just for you. Don't forget your grandfather. You do. Don't forget Abraham. The Abrahamic covenant upon our life that says, I'm going to bless you. I'm going to make your name great. I'm going to make you a blessing to the nations of the world. They had the fill of that meal, but they were still left over. And I'm telling you, the blessing that God is about to pour in and through your life is now just going to multiply in your hands for the people around you. So get ready. There is a miracle in your hand. It's all going to start off when you see, what do I have in my hand? The crisis in front of you is going to provoke the miracle. And the last piece, allow God to bless it so that he can multiply it in your hands. I'm, I, I'm, feeling, I'm feeling right now that every person that's listening to me right now, you're getting ready for a miracle. For some people, it's just going to be like, like this right now. For some people who's been waiting for like one year, two years, three years, I'm telling you, you're coming to the end of that waiting period. You're coming to the end of that breaking period. You've been coming to the end of that preparation season. And now you're just about to step in to that miracle. I'm believing God with that. I'm seeing that people who could not have children are just about to have children. I'm seeing, I've seen miracles of this, of this sort many times in my life in different parts of the world. God has opened up wombs. I'm telling you, people who need doors to be opened, jobs to be created. I'm telling you, God is a specialist in miraculous. He creates opportunities where there is no opportunity. Maybe it's resources that you're waiting for. God can supply for you the resources that you need. You're looking at a guy right now that God has seen, that, that God has caused me to experience supernatural provision. Not only just to bless me, and through me to bless the nations of the world. The Lord is asking you today, what is in your hand? When he asked Moses, what do you have in your hand? Moses said, I got a stick. When he asked Samson, what do you have in your hand? He's got, I've got a jawbone. When, you know, when, when God, when, when the prophet asked the widow, what do you have in your hand? She said, I've got a little oil and I've got a little dough. But when you give it in the hands of the master, he's going to bless it and it's going to multiply in your hand. Look at these hands and say, God, there is a miracle in this hand. God is about to do a miracle in your hand. Let me just pray. Father, right now, in Jesus' name, I'm, I'm looking at people who are going through severe needs. But I pray right now, in the mighty name of Jesus, as they receive this word, let a miracle just pop right now. Let doors open right now. Let opportunities come. Let calls start coming in. Let resources come. Let doors open in the mighty name of Jesus. Let them see what they have in their hands, being blessed and multiplied to touch nations. In Jesus' name, God bless you. 
You have been listening to the Messages Podcast with Every Nation NYC. If you enjoyed our message, please rate and review us on iTunes. It helps others hear the message of Jesus, and we really appreciate it. If you have yet to spend time with us in person, we would love to welcome you to one of our services. Visit everynationnyc.org to find all the info you need to attend a service. We will see you there.